evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I'm your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. Uh, so, what kind of show we got tonight? Uh, we have the finale of His Dark Materials. We have Kindred, uh, the remaining four episodes or six episodes that we didn't talk about last week. And then that is all for the time being. So as soon as my lovely co-hosts get here, we will uh, begin discussing some things. So um, what else was I watching? There's something. Oh, I started watching uh, the Recruit uh, on Netflix um, from the creators of such things as the Rookie, Rookie Feds, uh, Castle. Um, pretty good. Uh, very intense. So if you like that type of thing, check it out. And here is my first co-host. You have to pretend you're Hello? Hello. How are you, AJ? Good. How are you, Karen? Uh, what were you saying was very intense that we should all watch? Um, on Netflix, there's a new show called The Recruit. It's from the creators uh-huh. of The Rookie and uh, Castle. Huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. about, it's, it's about, it. about this about this new lawyer, uh, this lawyer who uh, joins the CIA as a lawyer. And oh, uh, so. it's a little, little more than cracked up to be. <laughs> he when he was, was an author who became a cop or something yeah. like that, right? Something yeah. like that. So, all right. It might not be top of my list, but I'll put it on the list. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's you know, it was, I, I noticed it a couple of weeks ago and I finally got around to starting it. And then but once I got hooked, I was like, oh, I got to see what happens next. <laughs> so. Hmm. All right. Uh, so I hope you guys had a good Christmas in your house and that Santa was very good to everybody. Yes. Christmas was good. good. I hope yours was well also. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, uh, luckily, we didn't have that much to do because uh, we ordered all the food. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and uh, I failed to catch up on all my TV, but I'm on vacation this week. So That's okay. So uh, I have some time to burn through some stuff. Um, so we agreed uh, Jamie's going to be a little late, right? Yes, so we're going to do dark materials first. So, so, uh, so what what did you sl- think about the slam bang finish? Well, I, I thought it all happened a little bit easily. Like we had two episodes to go, but it was all wrapped up in like two thirds of the first episode, and then like the rest of it was all coda. Right, not Coda, but the rest of it was how like Lyron will like wrap up like their lives and the Mary. I don't know. There was the Mary Malone thing. The serpent. <laughs> I can't believe there's a whole book named The Amber Spyglass, and the Spyglass appears in like two scenes of the whole show, right? Yeah. I don't know. I felt a little let down by it. I was a little. I don't know. I've only watched it today, so I haven't sat with it for very long. What did you think? 
Um, overall, I, I liked it. Um, it was very sad that last hour. <laughs> very, it very was, sad. Right? Yeah, um, real sad. I feel like, and I feel like this has been happening a lot lately um, with sh- certain shows. I feel like eight episodes wasn't enough. I feel like everything that happened in these last two hours could have expanded to at least another two hours, just in what we saw. Like, like you said, it kind of wrapped up in the first third of the, of the first hour. And then it was just mm-hmm. kind of every, you know, and then we had, I mean, even the father Gomez thing ended quickly. That was so weird. You the know, Gomez thing. I want to talk about that. Yeah. I thought for sure. I thought for sure that that was like he was going to confront them and something, you know, or whatever. And it, they didn't even know he was there. You know, yeah. it, it was very yeah. anticlimactic with Father Gomez. Um, I kind of forgot that Father Gomez, like, exi- like I'd forgotten about him. He, like, he didn't really. Yeah, I did to too until I saw him. Factor, and then that was sort of like I don't know. It felt a little bit like forced in there. Like, like I wasn't wondering what happened to Father Gomez and what he was doing. No, I wasn't either. Um, and, like, and like, like, he went rogue. I, like, what happened to the whole... I mean, more interested to see what happened to the whole rest of the Magisterium. Um, and if, did they crumble? Did they stay? Did they lose power? Like, all we see is Father Gomez going rogue and getting killed. And that maybe is not the part that I needed to know. Or any of it. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was weird, Father Gomez being shoved in there. And then that angel, I'd also forgotten about the angel, Bal, Kimber's name, I want to say Balthazar, that wasn't his name, but Balthemus or something like that was his name. I kind of forgot about him. Yeah. And then he, I didn't realize that if they kill a person, they die, an angel dies, right? Yeah, I, kind of uh, good. I'm, 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 I'm glad you knew the answer because I did not. I was kind of wondering that myself. I'm like, wait, why did he die? <laughs> yes, because didn't we just previously see a ton of angels wage war against a ton of humans and presumably kill, a yes. bunch, like they were going to kill yes. a bunch of humans in this war? Well, actually, right? actually I, don't, I don't think we saw any angels kill any people. Angels fought angels. And but angels tried to talk them. humans into killing each other, right? The angels tried yes. to get the soldiers yes. to kill each other. That we saw. Um, yeah. The other thing that I was a little confused about, I don't remember seeing a a demon die and the human die. I've seen the human die and then the demon dies, but I've never seen the the demon die and then the human dies right after. Then if you kill the demon, like, then they die. But I feel like we've yeah, seen, because... haven't we seen demons die before and the humans went on? I don't know, because when we saw humans separated from their demons, they became basically zombies, right? Right. When, when... Right, but this wasn't separated. This was, like, maybe we haven't seen that, and I'm just confusing it with something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit beside the point, because maybe it only applies if an angel kills your demon, right? There's some way around it. But anyway, it was, like, it was surprising to me because I assume that angels could kill humans. Otherwise, why are we afraid of them, right? Like, why? There was a war. Were they not going to kill any humans at all? Then how were they going to win? 
I don't know, right? Like yeah, maybe I, or something. Yeah. I, so to your point about it going not needing more episodes. Uh, maybe we, I mean, if we had another episode for that all to play out, maybe we'd get these kind of answers, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's, yep. I mean, these are all good questions, right? Like, like uh, the angels were going to kill a lot of people. I'm sure that, right? It's a war. How are they going to win the war if they don't kill a lot of people? <laughs> <laughs> right? But then do angels mm-hmm. die if they kill people? Or only they kill the demon because the demon's really your soul. I don't know. Right. I didn't even think of that until we started talking about it. But that's like, yeah. Um, but anyway, I'd forgotten about that guy also. It was, like none of that was a part of the story that I needed to see or hear, right? Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, you know, I mean, I feel the last hour, the wrap up, I thought was done really well. You know, it was very sad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing is very, it's very, you know, yay, we did it. We won. Wait, we can't be together anymore. Like that. <laughs> Wait, why did we yeah. succeed then? This sucks. <laughs> Nobody told us about the fine print. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, I mean, I did feel like this part where they, where they fell in love, like with a little, I'm not sure I saw that spark. Like I, we definitely saw it coming over the seasons, right? But I'm not sure I necessarily right. saw a spark between these two on screen. But then again, it's young love, and for, they're like 15, right? Young love, it's first love. Yeah, yeah they're like f- 15 or 16. But that's mm-hmm. the thing, too. Like, I definitely saw it coming, and I definitely saw it from Will before I saw it from her. But again, yeah. I feel like we were, we were shortchanged with eight episodes. I feel like yeah. a lot of, you know, especially these last two episodes, these, you know, I, I, not on the same scale, but this finale was very reminiscent of Game of Thrones with Danny turning, you know, going crazy at the last minute with nothing to show us that she was losing her mind. Yeah. You know, this is definitely, this is, this was definitely done better and not on, like I said, not on the same scale. Um, but we, I feel like we definitely could have benefited from more. That's not to say that what right. we got didn't make, didn't make sense and wasn't good. It's just, I feel I feel like with more, it would have felt more earned, I guess. Um, I gotta say, I think yeah. probably one of my, iron, ironically mm-hmm. enough, one of my favorite scenes of the two hours was with Coulter and Asriel and Metatron. When she, you know, yeah. she tricked Metatron. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, we saw it coming, you know, and knowing, you know, and, you know, when she says to her monkey, she said, oh, my God, the monkey. She says to, oh her, my God, the, to monkey. the monkey, you, you know what you the have to do. Monkey. And I saw, oh, my God, I saw that poor monkey. I saw the poor monkey after, through the switch, and I know what's coming next. And you see Lyra look at the monkey, and I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that poor monkey. It was so um, sad, that poor monkey. And it's fa- like for a character that never speaks, that, that monkey's yeah. face is more expressive than many actors on. I was just going to say that much. Like, that might be what makes it. That might be what makes the whole thing the saddest. You never hear that monkey speak, yet you know what that monkey is always thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, really, that's, it was. So I, sad. I, I, I love. Yeah, I loved that scene with, with the three of them. Um, I and it as I'm sure you agree, it doesn't redeem them in the least. Um, yeah. But it's nice that they, 
went out uh, yeah, on the Yeah, I was side. thinking that. I mean, that whole scene, like, really makes sense to me, like the way it all played out, where the story went with that, and how the two of them acted. Um, and, yeah, I, I was, like, hearing you in my head from, like, the last time we talked, saying, like, there's no way that, you know, there's no redeeming either one of them. They, I mean, Agile killed Roger. Uh, you know, and uh, um, and Coulter like like experimented on countless children, um, but it right. that that may, might have been the high point of the whole thing, the whole two episodes, I think. Um, really good, um, and I loved how they like fall into the abyss or whatever, right? So yeah, I loved all that. Um, uh, can we talk about the Mary Malone storyline? Um, okay. Well, I, you know, I feel I know, like... you're not a fan of Mary Malone. Well, I mean, I'm not against her personally. I just feel like all the time that was invested in her, like, I get it that she she's a serpent to eat. Like, although, you know, like, she explains and makes... In, in telling her own story, which I was like, oh, my God, she's going on and on and on and on about why she, like, stopped being a nun. Like, do I care? Did I ever really need to know her backstory? Like, she's being a nun, now she's not, now she's a scientist, whatever, it's fine, Right going on and on and on and it kind of makes sense in the you know she she, she makes will and lyra realize that they're in love and she's the serpent to lyra's eve um yeah so it makes sense but i felt like boy she played a huge part that went nowhere and why they had to be in a land with like talking anteaters and uh, like all that like just so much was invested in her and then this spyglass, and none of it really mattered. It, it just was like for a couple, I mean, you, yeah, you can't somebody waltz in and, and tell a story, and they realize they're in love. I get it that she had to be somebody they knew and trusted, but I, I don't know. I felt like these last couple episodes, Mary Malone's journey had more buildup than there was payoff for me. Yeah. Again, I wonder how much that uh... – if they have, you know, have more episodes, how how that plays. And also, I, I don't know if it plays differently in the books. I, I've never read the book, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, um, and what was I going to say? I was going to say something about, what was I just going to say? I just had something in my head about Mary Malone. I was going to say, to be fair, she, I was going to say something, and then I lost track of it. I don't know. Anyway, I, I was, just, I was gonna say, to be fair, I never clocked her as the serpent. Like it never, like what, like when, yeah. when the angel comes and says, "Oh, you played the role of the serpent." Well, I was like, "Oh my God, she's a serpent!" And I did not see that at all. Even when it happened, even when she, when she convinces Lyra that she's in love with this man, this boy, never saw it, right? Yeah, you, you know, know I mean, it's it's a matter of per- yeah, it's a matter of perspective. Like when she said that, I actually chuckled. I was like, "Aha! There yeah. is the whole point of Mary." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they threw us, I think, um, they threw us by her being named Mary, right? Like, you think of, like, right. you think of, like, Christianity, there's Mary, yeah. there's the Blessed Mother, and there's Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Right? And she's neither. She's actually the serpent. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, they got me on that one. Um, but, yeah, well, you know, uh, and then, so then there was this, like, coda at the end where we get writing on screen about how they both live long lives and then that wire and pan had another adventure i don't know is there another book series that i'm not aware of there i yes 
they're I don't know anything about them, but I'm actually now after this I'm actually thinking about reading them. Um, the there are three novel no, three novellas um, that take place in her world, and there's a new trilogy that he's written. He's written two of the three books mm-hmm. that take place in also in that world. So everything okay. I don't know. If, I, now I get the now I get I I think the I I get the feeling I didn't really look into it that deeply yet, but I get the feeling that um, Lyra is in the novellas, but I don't think she's mm-hmm. in the new trilogy. I think that is new characters. Okay. But I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. Like I said, I haven't really looked into it yet, so I don't really know for sure. All right. Um, I mean, so overall, I, I mean, I did think it was really great. Like we love the series, right? Like, like what happened, like my being a little bit, I don't know. I, I mean, I shouldn't say let down or disappointed. I think, you know, the more I think about your comments, really we were rushed through the climax of the war, like the whole war, the whole battle yeah. was like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, lot, it, was, it looked pretty really badass. <laughs> The special effects for it were great. Oh yeah, all those angels like in the sky and all those witches. Uh, that was really well done. I mean, the whole the whole every episode was great looking. There's very little that looks yeah. cheap in this in this series. Oh, right? that's what I wanted to ask you. How happy were you when it turned out the cat was his familiar? <laughs> oh yes, that I was like, that's the cat that was in his house in like season the beginning of season two. Yeah. 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 And it finally got a name. That was pretty great. Yeah, I saw that. I was, um, like, Karen, then, I was like, Karen is going to be so happy. I was really happy. I was really happy that it was the cat. I was really happy that it talked. It got a name. You know, um, it was friends with Pam. Like, yeah, I loved all of it. Cat, which I kind of forgot about, but was worried about. We were really worried about that cat in the beginning. Um that, that was great, yeah. And Will gets to go home to his mother. Like, I did feel kind of sorry. Like, Lyra goes back to Oxford, and I'm pretty sure everybody that was taking care of her was killed, right? In season one, the Magisterium, like, killed that professor that was, like, her guardian or whatever, right? Like, she goes back there, and she's... Uh, I was I was wishing she would go and, like, live with Egyptians, maybe, or something like that, right? Like, we never really saw her. I don't know. I know the witch... Um, Serafina says, oh, she's my sister. I'll always look after her. But, I mean, yeah, it's just so sad, all of it. I'm going sitting on that bench every year for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> really, really, uh, you know, beautiful but sad. I mean, that is the kind of thing that young people say when they break up like that, right? Like, I'll never forget you always, you know. And now I'm older, yeah. like, yeah, in like three years, I'm a new boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, overall, great. And probably if I sit with it for another day, I'll feel even better about it, right? Yeah. Probably, I would think. I mean, I just watched it this evening, so, um, that's probably a reason why this happened. Like, you know, while I was like, wait, why am I getting a half an hour of war and an hour and a half of Lyra and, and Will, uh, you know, I mean, if she's Eve, is he... Adam, or that's not really part of the 
that wasn't really part of the. Um, yeah, it's you know more focused on uh, even the serpent. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, I, which, I can't believe that. Which we didn't know it was it focused was... on the surface serpent until right. he told us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it was two hours, and I feel like we pretty much talked about it. Like, there's not a ton more to talk well, about these two episodes, yeah, I, mean, I think, really. A lot of it was just, uh, I don't want to say sitting around, but it was all just very, uh, emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There really, wasn't a I mean, lot there was of... A lot of, like, there's a lot of feeling in it for sure. Um, and, you know, until you think Lyra maybe is getting a happy ending with her friend and then, you know, the angel's like, guess what? Everybody's go back to their own world and never see each other again. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, You've got to close the windows. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a happy ending, but it's not. <laughs> and you know what's actually funny um, that I was thinking about? Uh, when... Yeah. Uh, What's his face there? Um, um, Gomez, when he came through the. Yeah, Father Gomez. What about him? When he came, when he came through the window. When he came through. Oh, yeah, first he came, were, I was wondering how he got through. Did Will? Leave, I was like, did Will leave that open? That that was exactly. Well, that's exactly my point. Like, I was. I thought to myself, what's the first rule that they, he was taught? Never leave a window open. And then what does he do? He left the damn window open. I guess. Yeah, he did. Very irresponsible. And then he, he, he does say later when the angel's like, you got to close, they got to all be closed. He's like, I've closed every window I've ever opened. But he didn't. He must have left that open. I mean, how Father Gomez found it and found them is, is it's all very, like, I mean, it's beyond well, that, me. That it's window. It's not explained at all. That window was kind of left uh, open out kind of in the middle of, you know, out in the open. Yeah, but, I mean, how does Father Gomez even know about windows? How does he find that window? And at first I well, thought he had one of those little spy beetles, but that was actually his demon that looked like does. a little spy beetle. No, no, he has a spy beetle. His demon is an actual spider. Oh, yeah, that, when it crawled on his shoulder there. Yeah. It was it was a spider, yeah. Yeah, he used the spy beetle to find her and find an open window. I don't know, it all seemed a little, like... Well, again, I, mean, I guess that's how time. Boreal Yeah, not enough time. Because it was it was like in season one, it was like a huge deal that Boreal could do it and nobody else could do it. Nobody else knew about it, right? Yeah. Well that was kinda Well that's because it. it was kinda that that was hidden in the garden. Mhm. He just happened to stumble upon it, but anyway, anyway. overall I enjoyed it. Jamie is now with yeah. us. Overall, a great series. Hello. Hi, Jamie. Hello, Merry Jamie. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope you Welcome. guys are having a good holiday so far. Thank you. Yes. Well, I had a vacation day from work, so the whole week I'm on vacation, so that's great. Oh, that's lucky cool. you. Yeah, lucky me. Um, poor AJ, that means you're not on vacation. <laughs> No. No. Well, I am. So, Always. Jamie, I hope you're getting. Hope Jamie's taking some time off too. 
Yeah, a little bit. We're probably going to see family this weekend, though. So. Oh, good. So, well, you've joined us just in time because uh, we were wrapping it up. We were actually stretching it out a little bit with uh, his art materials. So, um, just in time Kindred. to jump into Kindred. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, now, I just was going to say, you said that it's how far into the book? Three chapters. The third of the book. It's I only the first. I read said. that it's only the first three chapters of the book. The season one is only the first three chapters of the book. Okay, I thought which is amazing. Yeah. this book must be amazing for all that to happen in three chapters, right? That's true. Yeah. Unless they're like, yeah, really. I don't know. I haven't read chapters. it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the whole book is only five I, chapters. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I um I do hope though that it comes back. I want to see more. Yeah, me too. So it's well, not renewed you, yet. You like it as well. No. So that, it's not that was yet. not okay the way they left it. I mean, it was awesome <laughs> the way they left it. Um, it's not okay if that if that, if they don't do a season two, right? It's okay. I mean, I thought it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a right. fantastic um season finale. As long as they we get a season two. Yeah. Right. Um, And so they have plenty of material, and I read. So I looked it up after I after I watched that. Um, They have um, they have three or they have an idea for three or four seasons. Um, I think so. We'll see. But it all tell everyone you know to watch it because it all depends on how it does on streaming, right? So yeah. Anyway, let's jump into it. AJ, you didn't talk too much. You hadn't seen it all last week, and Jamie and I were holding back. Right. So, did you watch it with Artie, or you watched this one by yourself, right? No, I watched it, I watched it by myself. All I gotta say is, yeah. I watched it in two days, because, Karen, you're right, once you, yeah. once you get started, you're like, you can't stop. Yeah. And no, I was can't. just like, each episode, I was like, "What the hell?" And and the worst part was, uh, I, you know, the last episode, I'm watching it and I'm going, "Oh man, this isn't going to end well." For um, uh, what the hell's his name there? Who, Kevin? Kevin. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. not going to end well for him because we've already seen, you know, the first episode. You see how it starts with her alone, with with the whip marks on her back. You know, oh, and then the yeah. cops at the door, yeah. and then we fl- mm-hmm. and then we flash back to everything. So I'm like thinking this this does not end well for him at all. He's going to get stuck there. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's interesting the way how differently they approach uh, it. You know. Um, I was very, yeah, she's just like, hey, go, you know, it's kind of funny because she's very reckless, you know, she's like, oh, you just go with, you know, just go with it. And then, but then, but she's, she's constantly telling him to just go with it, but she's constantly sticking her foot in her mouth and making things worse for other people. Now, granted, some of the, some of that stuff happened anyway, whether she's there or not. Yeah, maybe. Um, does Celeste lose the baby if, if she's not there? Yeah, I, I don't think that had anything to do with uh, with anything that she did necessarily. 
Well, no, that's, um, that one, um, I'm never going to remember her name now, but she was, like, killing the, well, I don't know if she killed, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that she killed that baby. She was killing the, the, um, the, the white woman's kids. Well, yeah, I mean, Celeste, Celeste lost the baby, supposedly, maybe, because they were denied food in the heat and had to work without food because, by Tom's edict because he was looking for information about where Winnie went, which was because of Dana, right? Like, does Celeste lose the baby because of Dana or not? I mean, you could, you could, like, you could trace that back to Dana's actions. I mean, that's if you believe that a woman yeah. would, like, go to late room with her baby because she didn't eat for a day. It wouldn't be healthy for a woman to not eat for a day. And work, but it I mean, the baby was breached, right? In the end, the baby was breached. Is that why she lost the baby, yeah. AJ? Because that has nothing to do with Dana. You're right. I mean, a breached right. baby has nothing to do yeah. with Dana. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked myself in a circle. Not Dana's fault. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, they wanted her I mean, to feel I, guilty, but it wasn't her fault, and she would have yeah. lost it regardless. Yeah. I mean. There's a bunch of things that I love about this, and one is just the way the show approaches. We talked about this last week that, like, nobody has any – neither Dana nor Kevin has any idea what's going on, and, like, we see it from their perspective, right? There's no explanation. There's no scientist. There's nobody saying whatever. Right. And Kevin – I love that, like, Kevin's like, we got to figure it out. How do you control it? What do you do? Let's figure it out. Let's go home, blah, blah, blah. And Dana's like, ah, we just got to stay here till it, you know, till it happens again. I'm telling you, I don't know. Stop asking me. I don't know. We just got to wing it. Um, yeah, I'd be like, I'm not leaving your side <laughs> if I was Kevin. Yeah, and then, yeah. I'd be like, uh-uh. yeah. I mean, they make a lot of mistakes, like, by being, I mean, on the one hand, they can't help being separated because a, a white person and a black person can't yeah. stay together all the time in in the South um, in in 1818. Uh, but yeah, like Kevin should ne- they never should have like been separate. Uh, like in the end, they make some mistakes there. Um, I also love really the way they, you know, they approach like slavery and racism and race. Um, and I, you know, the way that you know, Dane is not always right, or maybe not ever right about this like she doesn't understand it any better than kevin does like you know her mother says to her like you don't understand what's going on here like you're you're making mistakes and and when her mother says to her you could be doing more to help people um that leaves dating to make even more mistakes that have broader repercussions right like what those scenes where like so dana's mother i forget her mother's name her mother is like taking care of this one child. I think her name is Alice, the little girl. And the one Alice, thing she yeah. can do is like the one thing she can do is take Alice under her wing and like care for her and raise her and protect her. And like she delivers babies and does some other things, right? She's helping people. But when she says to Dana, you could do more to help people, like for Dana it's not enough to save one person. She's like, We gotta save them all. So it's like we can save you know, we're gonna save Alice or whatever. But there's that scene where Dana's like, We have to save everyone. Um and that turns out to be a disaster. And very naive, right? Like, you can't, you're going to save this entire, like, like plantation of people in 1818, right? I don't know. 
you guys agree with well, me? Do you know what I mean? How Dana's like, Dana's yeah, no, thinking I, too big? Yeah, she's definitely yeah, thinking too broad because, like, you think about it, it's like, this stuff already happened. You're, you're, you, found, you figured out that you're there to preserve the timeline so that your lineage continues, yet you're coming dangerously close to messing with things. Like, you know, she yeah. believes that um, Rufus and Carrie are her ancestors, which, you know, it turns out to be um, – what's her face there? Uh, um, uh, the, the Alice. It turns out Alice, Alice is her ancestor, yeah. but she thinks. I, I yeah. feel like I feel like she's re- partly responsible for. Or actually, it's kind of ironic. It's, it's kind of Kevin's fault because he suggested that Father Sunday um, that uh, Margaret leaves Tom. You know. Mhm. Yeah. Because of you know Rufus getting drunk and her sister being there when it all happens and. You know, and I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't totally dis- necessarily disagree. Tom is awful. Like, He's there awful. is no redeeming qualities about that guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially that the whole bar thing. I, I felt so bad for Kevin. Like, you know, oh, with the drinking, I got yeah. I with the drinking. I got it when he took the first drink. Um, I, I was a little surprised. That, that, I mean, I did because to, I mean because. Tom's just be. I forget what the hell. Tom threatened him with something. I forget well, what the hell he said, said to him. Well, I mean, one thing he said to him was, "I find your like not drinking to be rather feminine." Like several times in in a couple episodes. Yeah. He he but says he's feminine. Some... He's like a woman. He he basically right. saying, "Oh come on, don't be a pussy. Drink this or whatever." Right. Um, but there was some, it, there was something else specific that he said. Like it was it was more of a threat. And I'm trying. I can't remember what it was specifically. Well, he paid for it, and he was like getting mad partially. Yeah, that's what well, I was saying. He, was was, he said something about oh, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. He 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 uh, asked him how he was going to pay for his haircut and his drinks. And then when he took, you know, so basically he had to either take a drink or come up with money to pay for the day they just had that he was invited on by Tom. Yeah, and then That's in the end, he tried to make him pay for it anyway, so it kind of screwed it up. Right. <laughs> but, but, but that, but that was the other thing, though. Um, uh, well, I don't know if thought now. Go ahead, Karen, while I think about my thought. I mean, I, I really kind of disagreed with some of that, a lot of that. So we know that, we know that he's an alcoholic who's in recovery, um, and he's probably newly sober because he's living with his sister, right? So he's not, like, out, like, living – his best life right now. I, like, I, I just guess that Kevin hasn't been in recovery that, hasn't been sober that long, right? But I feel like whatever kind of recovery program he went through did not give him the tools to say no. Like, at any, like, in any point of, like, five episodes, like, even back then, there were people who were like, no, like, the whiskey, you know, I used to drink too much and I had to stop. The whiskey had a hold of me, so I had to quit drinking. Like, like that happened back then. I mean, we see it in a lot of movies, right? DNTD. Like, yeah. he makes no effort ever to say, oh, I used to have a problem, and so I stopped drinking, right? He never says that. He never tried yeah. that. I felt really like, I felt really like part was Kevin was weird. not, he was not making any effort to to get this guy to stop. I don't know. I, yeah. I understand what you're I saying, Karen, but, 
Kevin is not a strong Kevin is, Kevin, Kevin is not a strong person. First of all, we see that with Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he, he's definitely he's definitely newly sober. Um, he's not necessarily a strong person. And Tom is an ass. And you know, and think about, and he's in a world where he you know doesn't belong. So I kind of get. But, the thing, like, I get why he took the first drink. I didn't understand why he continued drinking. That was the thing. Take the first yeah. drink and, you know, and stop. But once he got that first taste, he just said, he just, like, basically threw it out the window. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What remains to be seen is what's going to happen there, right? Like, we we don't see... I mean, we only we only see like the series end. The season ends like it's only been a few hours, right? Like he, he he's in the house with Alice and they're waiting or whatever. And and like who knows what state he's going to be in when Dana gets back there? It could be days, it could be weeks, it could be years before she, it was like three years since the last time she blooped, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see what becomes of him and what state he's in. Yeah, um, that's gonna be yeah. And 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 where he's going to be because, like, to me, I think if Kevin has any sense at all, he needs to try to get to Baltimore. He needs to be here. If Rufus calls Dana back, he's going to call her to Baltimore. Right. Right. I mean, I guess part of the so so he should try to get to Baltimore and be near Rufus somehow if he can. Although that's right. going to be hard because Margaret. So that, what is that the whole thing with Margaret? Like. I mean, Margaret, I felt sorry for Margaret right up until she became such a jerk to Kevin because, like, Kevin's like, like, your husband's awful, you should leave him. And then she comes, she takes that, she thinks Kevin is, like, making a suggestion to her, right? She thinks Kevin is interested. Like, she thinks maybe Kevin's, I don't know what she thinks. And she makes a pass at Kevin and he's like, no, 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 no. And then she becomes, like, insanely, like, angry against him, right? Um, She's not going to let Kevin come into her household in Baltimore or her sister's household or whatever, right? Although that's assuming Tom doesn't just march right up there and bring Rufus right back to the plantation. Like, so much could happen with that. That's true. You know what? I I feel like Tom really doesn't give a shit (laughs) as far as that. Oh, he wants that kid. He wants that kid. There's no way he's letting Margaret take his kid away. He hates this kid. He's not going to let a woman get the better of him. It's a humiliation to have her leave him and take the kid from him. Yeah. He's not going to let that happen. There's no way Tom lets that happen. Uh, he still like, hates the kid. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's his kid. She has, uh, I mean, does he hate the kid? He has no interest in the kid. And he thinks the kid is like a, needs to man up. I mean, he's a horrible father. Does he hate the kid? I mean, yeah, he sure acts like he hates this kid, right? That doesn't mean he doesn't still want to try to, like, make that kid someone he can leave the plantation to. He has no other kids. It's his only kid. And he's just not going to let Margaret get away with it. Hate the kid or not, I don't see any way he lets Mar- He's like, oh, I'm so glad Margaret left me and took the kid. There's no way. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. It makes him look bad if nothing else. And which is what he cares about. Yeah. He cares about, like being in like society and standing with the other planters and whatever, right? Like I just I just don't see him letting letting that happen. 
like not like I, it's not like he suddenly realized, oh, I love my son, I want him back. It's just more about like she, like Margaret took something and he wants it back. I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so I think he'll hopefully he'll we find out back. Well, hopefully we don't have to watch it because Dana will bloop. I don't know. See, here's the thing. Do we only? No, get no. To I mean, Dana? I mean, hopefully. I mean, hopefully we'll find out if it gets renewed. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> We'll find out, but we won't have to maybe see it all. Like, I'd be interested in a season two also doing that. Like, we only saw, like, we didn't see anything that happened in the past until Dana bloops in, right? So are we, I wonder if a second season would involve two timelines and we'd see both Kevin and Dana, or would we just see Dana bloop back and Kevin's going to be like, guess what happened while you were gone? I don't know. That's um, an interesting question. I mean, I, I think also, like, Tom has to take Rufus back for the story because Rufus calls Dana when he's in fear for his life, right? And if he goes and lives uh-huh. a happy life in Baltimore, he'll never call Dana again. So we know he has to go back to, like, like I think going back to Tom would create more opportunities for him to call Dana, right? Uh-huh. Not that people couldn't totally – like, people died all the time back then, right? But, I mean, I feel like – I don't know. Margaret – like, also, Margaret, what more is there for Margaret story-wise? Money for Tom. But anyway, uh, anyway, poor Kevin, right? I mean, he <laughs> kept, so back. Kevin, uh, uh, anyway, about that, I guess. There's so much, I mean, AJ, how did you like the whole thing with the aunt and uncle? Um, and the neighbors, and the next-door neighbors. Oh my God! I hate them. I, I just I <laughs> want to kill funny. them. I I really but yes. really want to kill the neighbors. God, uh, those neighbors are the annoying. worst. Uh, they're annoying. Like, I mean, but she's a, she is straight up. She is uh, Gladys Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, she is. She um, is the worst. And I, you know, I, I love that. I mean, I, I don't know how they are in the novel because this was written in like 79. And yeah, there were nosy neighbors around back then, but I feel like these two are just such a, a type that we're so familiar with that we see these kind of people on the internet all the time and in our lives all the time. These kind of like, you know, nosy people who think they know everything and they, they like think they act like they're trying to keep their neighborhood safe and they act like they're trying to keep Dana safe, but really they're only about themselves. And they can really like, like it is because Dana's black, right? Like they make a lot of assumptions about her. They make a lot of assumptions about her and about Kevin and about what's going on over there. Um, uh, I, I and I love how like in the beginning the, the husband is like you're crazy wife like to stop and then by the end he's far more invested he's equally invested as his wife uh-huh. and then and then they befriend, befriend Kevin's sister in the end and invite her over yeah <laughs> would you like uh, some coffee yeah yeah that was fun. yeah oh my god yeah I mean yeah I mean. You know, it's like to a degree you get you get the aunt at first because you know you hear this. She's talking about the stories, um, you know, about her mother and everything. And I mean, to be fair, who believes anything like that at first? You know what I mean? It's 
it sounds like she's stick in the head. I mean, obviously, we know she's telling the truth, but, I mean, if somebody came to you and said that, well, we, we might believe them because we watch a lot of TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, from the perspective of somebody that's like, what, you know, that you're talking about things that can't possibly happen, and that's not possible, and, you know, and things of that nature, you know, she's talking about science fiction being real. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an obvious uh, reaction for her aunt. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, but once things get, you know, once everything starts, I love when she shows up, though, and stands up for to the cops. She's like, oh, hell no. She's like, this, you know, we are not doing this, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I liked that she had her back, you know, at that moment. That kind of that was kind of the turning of the tide, you know. After that, she kind of was like started listening more. Um, I felt, and I, well, I you know, and I, it was definitely, uh, I definitely a turning of the tide, especially when the uncle calls and says, "Hey, they found Olivia," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I bet the mother showed up, and I bet the mother showed up in the brownstone. Oh, which had been sold. Yeah, they probably, yeah. wherever they dis- she disappeared from, I figured. Because the, the New York City police are the ones that called him. Yeah. So I yeah, because Dana always she ends up at the brownstone. Dana has always returned to where she blooped from. And so yeah, and probably did exact- also. Well, no, that's not true. She They blooped from the hospital one time, but she still returned in the middle of the oh, living room at the house. Yes. You're right. They blew from the hospital and she returned to the house. Yeah. So Olivia probably went to the Brownstone. And if she moved to California, she'd still return to the Brownstone probably. Yeah. Yep. By the way, I want to talk about that bloop, you guys. Uh, so Tom is whipping Dana, right? And and Olivia, like, throws herself over Dana's body to protect her. Right. But, and so Dana bloops when she's in fear for her life, right? When she's afraid she's going to die is when, is when she bloops. But did you hear Dana say, I passed out and I woke up here? Like, Dana was unconscious when, when Olivia threw, like, laid down on top of her. So did Dana bloop think maybe or did Olivia, or did Olivia bloop? Did Olivia bloop because Olivia feared for her life? I don't know. Did you, what did you guys think about that? Did you notice that's, any of that? Or that you know, I had I hadn't I hadn't okay. thought about it, but that's a very interesting uh, thought. I mean, it it, it might yeah. be a little hard to believe that in like twenty two years, twenty five years, she has never feared for her life in that environment. But I guess it's possible, right? Yeah. She's living as a free woman and well, having some agency and control. It's actually possible that she wasn't uh, fearing for her own life, but for Dana's. Sorry for. Yeah. So maybe uh, it's not. So it's just like abject terror. It doesn't have to be fear for your life, but sometimes yeah. it's like that level of, I mean, fearing that your child would die is equal to fearing for your own life, really, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I wonder if it's Olivia who caused the, the bloop, the travel. I keep saying bloop. Um, but Dana said, Dana looked like she was unconscious. And later Dana says, I passed out, and I woke up here. Did she, she say, I don't remember her saying that, because, I mean, she looked like, she looked like she still had all her faculties when, uh, 
she was laying on the ground. I mean, because think about it, she she blew, you know she showed up in the kitchen or the living room, and was uh, her eyes were open in that scene when she first comes back. Yeah, I think she said it. I think she made the comment somewhere. Mm-hmm. I I mean I'm pretty sure. I mean it's possible. She said it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she said it. I mean, I feel certain that she says, like, okay. I passed out or I, or I, yeah. I I mean, I'm, yeah, I feel pretty, and Jamie thinks she heard that also. Jamie thinks it sounds correct. I mean, I could look and see if any reviewers saw it online, but I'm pretty sure that's it. I, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she said it at some point that she passed out, but I hadn't really connected it or thought about it or anything. So that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess some of that more will come out um, next season. I, I could be overthinking it a little bit. Um, no, it could end up being that you're perfectly thinking it. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll find yeah, out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Positive thinking. We will find out. Yes, we will. Uh, we have to because there's so much more that I want to know about, even more than, like, just, like, this one thing, right? Like, there's so many there's so many good characters in the show. Like, I love Sarah the Cook, right? Like, she's a really ding person. Um, The way she, like, I don't know. It's so interesting the way these different people are, like, dealing with the the hand they're dealt and the life they have, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the the things they do to survive or their mindset. And then Dana shows up and Dana, of course, being from our time is like things that, you know, I mean, she's teaching slaves to read, right? Like any of them could get killed. And Sarah's very clear, like, you know, she's very clear, like, uh, like that aspiration is so dangerous. Dana's aspiration for these children is something that Sarah, like it was just so interesting to watch that. And Sarah's so strong and so cool but so, like, not, like, she's just trying to live and not get killed, right, and not have her children sold away from her or raped by the by Tom. So I'd love to see more of her. I'd love to see, like, I'd love to see more of her. I'd love to see more of, of some of the other people around the plantation, Nigel, Alice, Olivia. Um, even the aunt started to be, like, kind of interesting when she, when she finally started to believe, right? Um and yeah. she knows so much more than she ever, like, she knows so much more about Olivia than she ever, like, let on. But now it's kind of too late because Olivia herself is going to, I don't know, be able to tell it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how big of a character they're going to be. Um, but anyway, like, there's so many, if, like. Who knows if Olivia is even conscious at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, so I don't really want poor Kevin to be stuck back there for years and years. Like, I hope that Dana would get back to him a little sooner. 
But one thing I would like is to see Rufus aged up into a more interesting character. Because right now, Rufus is just a gigantic whiner, um, and, yeah. and he just serves as a mechanism well, for Dana to show up. He's so freaking annoying. It's got to be because, I mean, and I would say, I mean, uh, what's her face there? Alice, she aged a couple years. It's cl- pretty clear yes. Kevin's been there for a minute now. I'd, I'd yeah. say it looks like she's about three, three or four years older. So Kevin, all I know is Kevin is going to be pissed when he sees uh, Dana again. Dana? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's going to be pissed. Um, it wasn't exactly her fault, though. He is, it although like it's, not, it. it's not her fault. It is her fault, and it's not her fault. Like, it's not her fault. He's going to be pissed. Her, but it kind of is her fault. Actually, it kind of is. I mean, yeah, not that say, I'm not saying she did. Hold on. I'm not saying she deserved to be whipped. <laughs> what I'm saying is, her meddling caused it, and and not for nothing. Sarah didn't yeah. play. Sarah played a pretty big part too, because Sarah is the one that <laughs> said where she probably was. But Sarah also thought she left the night before, but then she got held up with what's her face. Yeah, I mean Sarah definitely wants no part of Dana and wants her gone. But I don't think Sarah wants her whipped, right? Like, yeah. like Sarah sees the the danger that Dana is causing and wants her gone. But she doesn't really want her whipped. And you're right. She thought Dana left the night before. Like, she didn't yeah. She didn't know she would be there. Um, but, yeah, it's Dana's, like, Dana's actions led up to this. Um, and she couldn't, I mean, you know, I mean, if she's got to be separated from Kevin, she should have just sat quietly in a closet and not said or done anything until he came back, right? So Dana's going to be separated. Like, why is she going around, like, doing various things while they're separated, right? Like, she's crying and yeah. crying, I yeah. promise I wouldn't leave him, I promise I wouldn't leave him. But she kind of didn't really, like, like adequately, uh, she didn't take adequate care while they were while no. he was away, right? Yeah. Like, she, I, I just love that so much of this is, like, her actions, and it's not really about, like, I love that it's not the white person who's, like, we have to save everyone or having guilt or, like, they're playing. It's just that they're both modern people that they don't understand the culture mm-hmm. they're in, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, like, she's she's got a savior. Like, Dana's got a savior thing going on also right now. Yeah. Maybe not anymore, but she did, like, wanting to, we can save them all. What are you talking about, save them all, right? Uh, so, yeah, he is going to be pissed. You're right. Um, so, was it you, AJ, or Janie? One of you, I think, mentioned last week that in the book they're married and have been married, right? There was Jamie that mentioned yeah. it. Man. Jamie mentioned yeah. it, yeah. Um. Which, and I guess, as you said, well, like an interracial marriage was maybe not as common in the 70s as it is now. Um, and so to make them, like, to make their relationship, like, this way makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Like, I like that they don't, I like that they don't know each other that well, because every time they have to tell a lie, like, I just feel like people who know each other really well can, like, tell the would same lie a lot more easily. Right? Yeah. yeah. Would you say Jamie would know what the other one would say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, why he even, like, I mean, the fact that he, like, and he's been so, like, I mean, he obviously really likes her or is in love with her or just feels, like, compelled to help her crazy thing. Like, he says at one point, like, whatever's happening to us, 
like it's meaningful or he says it's really profound I think is what he says right um and he feels like he just needs to like be part of it and support her um which is amazing and I don't think she really appreciates that or reciprocates that in the way that she should no I'd agree with that she was like careless with him I think yeah a little bit uh, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, and she didn't, I don't think she really appreciates that, like, like how important it is for Kevin to, like, get in with Tom and Margaret, right? Like, they have no way to make money. They have no way to live. They have all these, like, they're, they're this horrible guy. They're only living in his house because of of Kevin, and, like, I think she kind of, I don't know, like, I think she feels so capable she's not, like, really, like, recognizing that so much of this hinges on Kevin. And all these things Kevin has to do in these relationships he has to have when she can't even be in the room, right? Yeah. She's kind of a, I don't know, like, Kevin's right. Kevin's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not going yeah. to be pretty when they first get back together. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so I, I was doing a little um, – I, I thought about this, about where they are also. Remember I was bringing up the whole thing about going to get Rufus away from Tom and, you know, get it from Margaret. And so I live in Baltimore, which is where she took him. So I knew Easton – like when I drive down to Easton, where Tom's plantation is, it takes me like maybe an hour and a half. So I looked it up; it's 70 miles. So I was just thinking in terms of how long it would even take them to get. Like they're in a have a horse. Like how long does it take you to go 71 miles by horse carriage? I don't know, but probably a few days, right? Yeah. <laughs> probably they're stopping yeah, along the way. Here. They had cars. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess if they if she could if she could bloop back in a couple days, but as you're saying, um, like you think it's already been a couple of years, AJ. Yeah. You think what we saw was not that night. You think Alice has aged up and it was already, Kevin's been there a little while. That That's what I, I, I think. I mean, it could turn out that they did. It could turn out that that's a later scene, but I don't see what the point of showing this, that is us. That is. Yeah. Did that sentence make sense? That kind of, that kind of made sense. <laughs> so I think it did. I looked up what ha- what happened. I told you that. That's why I'm not really saying anything because I know the end. Well, though, though, to be fair, the book, the series may not go where the book does. But, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know what happened to Kevin. So I <laughs> yeah, I really uh, – um, I mean, right now, the way they left it, like, I'm not so interested in why Dana's glooping and where Olivia's and all that. I'm really, like, I just want to get back to Kevin, right? Yeah. I just Um, want to get back to Kevin. I'm glad her sister, or not sister, sorry, aunt believed her, though. Like, I'm glad they they don't drag that stuff out, you know? Because, like I said before, I didn't want to do a whole season of, like, people thinking she's nuts. So even like her her aunt or whatever believed her, which was good. Well, she only believed her after she saw her escape from a room that she couldn't possibly escape from, right? Yeah. 
Right, but I'm I'm surprised they did that and glad they did that is my point. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, and she, I mean, then you know, I mean, that amazing ending where she she hears that her sister was found. So now, like a hundred times more reason to believe Dana. Although she was already all in, I think she was already in with Dana. I think she was real. I mean, she sees she's the whip. She sees all that. She, like, she believes it. I think. But now, well, let me now, ask you something because I thought she was the sister too. But we had a conversation last week where you were right. saying no. that her, she's not. She's the sister-in-law. She's the brother sister. She's the husband sister. sister. You're right. She's the sister-in-law. Yeah, I keep calling her the sister. She's the brother sister. She's the aunt. She's, she was the brother's okay. sister um, okay. who was killed. Um, uh, so, yeah, I keep calling it the wrong thing. But she's, you know, she's all in. Uh, um, I can't wait to see uh, her talk to Olivia and, like, how all that goes down. Particularly, like, you can see that there was a fraught relationship. Like, we already could see that, like, some of the things that Aunt, whatever her name is, Said about she was telling Dane about her mother. She's always like, "Oh, your grandmother was very disturbed. Your mother was very disturbed." Blah blah blah, saying all this stuff. Um, and we saw in the flashback what a total jerk Olivia's mother-in-law was, right? When they're having that, when they're in the apartment. Um, yeah. And she's saying, "Oh, you know, we didn't really want a baby this soon," and like the, you know, the mother-in-law is like not in any way supportive or helpful. Um, yeah, she's like. And I knew you. She's like, of the one person that actually knew your mother who took off, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and probably, I mean, now we know that her mother probably also blew to the past and never was able to come back probably, yeah. right? And who knows where she went to? Like, who, like, probably wasn't Rufus. It was somebody else who was, like, calling her back to the past. Um, so one thing about Olivia – you know how Olivia, like, so she's been back there in the past for, like, 20-some years, right? Like, I think I think Dana was maybe two when she disappeared, when she supposedly died. Um, Dana it was was little. I, think she, I think she actually says, I think she's just about, like, four, that she was, like, four when she left. All right. She's, so I think Olivia's been back there even longer. I think Olivia's been back there years like like well, like twenty plus years. Thirty years. The issue that I have, which is a problem, unless like the people age differently, well, is we know from them that they've said that the time they spend in the past is way longer than the time in the present. Yes, we they've said yes. that. If if that's the case, the mother would be way 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 older, not the age she should be, but she hasn't aged to become an old woman, which makes True. no sense. But okay. I guess yeah, no, because actually, yeah. Dana and Kevin spend well, the last in the past, and they come back, it's the same night. You mean? Right. Yeah, like she so, should be, like, yeah. dead, not still there and looking the same age almost or whatever, 10 years, okay. however long it has been. Well, I guess, I guess you look at it, I guess we, you have to look at it this way as it being um, – there's got to be, like, a fixed like a point. timeline. So if – if Olivia went back in time to the exact moment, like the exact day that uh, Dana first did. Oh, so it's like a time stream, kind of. Like it's moving yeah, in a yeah. time right now. That makes sense. That could be. Yeah, I mean, not, it wasn't explained. 
I don't know the specific logistics of it, but that's the only way I can see that making sense. I don't know. Yeah. She goes and Rufus and them have been like, like said, she, you know, she's been gone for so long or whatever. So, well, yeah, because right. even so her like, mother says like she's been gone for years. It basically scientifically yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, she's been gone for years. So like even though, though, even, though again, but. even though, even though. For, even though for Dana it's been about well wait, Dana wait did they how old is, did they say how old Dana is I want to say she's she, like, she, she like twenty six yeah I feel like I remember her saying she was twenty six at some point yeah All right. so say it's been tw- twenty years that her mother's to, to for Dana her mother's been gone for twenty years but because of the moment that she's leaping back to to see her. Olivia, it's only been, say, 10 years, or maybe not even that many. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of get You're saying that she isn't necessarily showing up 20 years after Olivia was gone. Right, exactly. Like, like the time. Exactly. Yeah, except the fact that Olivia does say to her, when she was only gone like a day, oh, you've been gone X amount of months. That's the only reason why that doesn't work. That's why I said you just kind of got to go with it because if you think about it too hard, it falls apart. But that yeah, but what I'm saying she hadn't made that. Promise. What I'm saying is the initial fixed point. Initially, yes. That's why. Initially. That's where it works. Yeah, we can't think about that. Too. Like, I don't even really, I've already lost the thread of whatever explanation that was, and I'm back to, like, I'm getting it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, anyway. It's sci-fi. You just got to go with it. The show, yeah. it, it, for the most part, makes sense. I mean, that's kind of a big thing. But the rest of it, I mean, I, I don't find myself thinking about all the other inconsistencies. Like, it's not full of inconsistencies. I can let one go, even if it's big. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say to you guys, like one thing about Kevin being in the past, uh, talking about Olivia made me think of this. So Olivia's been back there for like 20 years, right? However long she's been back there. Maybe for her, it feels like, I, I mean, she's been there for the entirety of Rufus's life and he's like 12 now, right? So somewhere between like 12 and 25 years, she's been there. Anyway, um, like, where am I going with this? Okay, so Olivia mm. has been there since she was 26, right? Like, they both, oh, I know why I think she's 26, because they both said it happened when they were 26. Like, it also happened to Olivia when she was 26. Ah, yes. And they're guessing it happened that to her correct. mother when she was 26, right? Um and yeah. so Olivia's been back there for like 12 years in the beginning, and then Dana disappears for three years. Now it's 15 years, whatever. She's been there. But like, I, I feel like there's a point where Dana in the, is a little disappointed in her mother, I feel like. She's like, when her mother's like, I have to stay here. I can't go back. Look, like people are depending on me. I've made these choices. This is how I've survived, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I feel like there's a way that Dana maybe is a little like not, in the beginning, not totally like, I don't know. I guess she wishes her mother was more of a hero or an activist. I don't know. But at, at any rate, where I'm going is, like, Olivia had to make some choices about the way she lived if she's going to be able to stay alive as a black person in 1812, right? Uh, 1818, yeah. whenever it is. Um, 
And so I was just thinking, like, depending how long she's gone, like, what are the things Kevin's going to have to do to be able to survive as a white man, like, in Easton, like, dependent, well, he was dependent on Tom, but, like, how he's going to get by, like, what he's going to have to do. I just wonder, like, if Dana will come back and Kevin is, like, like, we see the shock on Kevin's, I don't almost ever seen Kevin is shocked and appalled by what he sees, like, how people behave and, and you know, how, like, the suffering and everything, right? Like, like, and, like, three, four, five years go by, like, is he still, he's not going to show that shock every time, right? Like, he could still think it's horrible and be appalled, but, like, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that out loud, but you know what I mean? Like, what's he going to have to, what's yeah. he going to start to almost see as normal, and what's he going to have to start to accept that he can't change, and how's he going to live, and what's he going to do? And how's Dana going to feel about any of that when she shows up again? Right. That, that, um, and I don't know what the book says about that, but we also kind of know that the show is going, like, on, like, you know, in different directions sometimes. Um, And certainly so much of the show is, and, like, Kevin's reactions and Dana's reactions are sort of tied into, like, the racial, like, um, the things that this country has been going through in the past several years in terms of racism, right? Um, yeah. And, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, other kinds of things that are that have been going on. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see where the show goes with that also. I mean, uh, overall, I, I one thing that I think about is how – I mean, it would be awful to be pulled out of your home and, you know, put in a different time to begin with, but, like, how you would go from, like, living in modern convenience to, like, being stuck there for years and half, like, that would be so, I don't know, so awful and so hard to acclimate, I feel like, you know? Like, we usually see shows where people have to acclimate to the future and all the tech, but it's like, they talk about, like, he had to, to go to the bathroom or whatever in a bucket, I forget what they said, they made a comment about it. That's just so horrible, all of that stuff, you know? Well, and, and there's that scene where Dana, like, um, when Dana decides to pack a bag in case she bloops again, and, and they're in, like, she's grabbing all those first aid supplies, and, like, she's like, oh, let me get some Pedialyte. Half these people died of, like, dysentery, I think, right? <laughs> dysentery. <laughs> uh, that's, that's smart, though, to take this stuff. I mean, I can't say it wasn't smart, but, uh Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong, right? And there's a scene where no, she, she, her mother, like, she performs CPR on Rufus, right, when he's drowning. Yeah. And, like, everyone thinks yeah. she's and some Margaret's kind of like, a... you're killing him. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's interesting, Jamie, that you say that. I mean, I think that's a thing that we see that Olivia's long past that. Olivia has long since learned to live without electricity and, you know, yeah. um, frankly, uh, it, I mean, it's definitely a bit different for Kevin than it was for her. Certainly, like, not having electricity is not your biggest concern when you don't count as a human being in this society and you can be bought and sold and murdered, like, with no ramifications at all, right? Yeah. Like, for her, it's one thing. For Kevin, like, like his privilege like, although Kevin could easily, like, Kevin, like, he has privilege as a white person, but he also doesn't have money. And we see, like, how Tom is able to just, like, 
you know, over $10 worth of, like, drinks and a haircut and clothes, uh, you know, he's now uh, in a really dangerous situation. And Kevin has no skills or qualifications. Like, Kevin can play the I piano. I wanted Kevin to be like, this is why I don't drink, you dumbass. <laughs> you know, I get mean or something. To be fair. And I know he wouldn't, but, like, it's like he, I mean, he not- forced him to do it. It's like, and now you're seeing it. <laughs> yeah. But but remember one thing. I mean, you say, you know, the way you, I don't know necessarily how you meant it, but you just said over only only $10. But if you put in that perspective, that only $10 back then, that's easily $50 today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not really only $10. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, being a musician is not really a, a, something, unless somebody, every house has a piano, um, something that he, he's going to get by with. So Kevin's going to definitely have to learn. I mean, he's a, he was a waiter, um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe he could be a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he, he went to music school, right? And he's waiting yeah. and bartending, I assume, because he he had to, he became an alcoholic and went to rehab or whatever, right? Like he's rebuilding his life. Um, or uh, look, maybe he's not. When you go to music school, maybe your first job is maybe it's like acting school, and you work as a waiter while you try to be a musician making money, right? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. But at any rate, yeah, he could. But he's not a guy who can like become a farmer. I mean, even if he had yeah, like land, which he, he doesn't, doesn't have a huge skill set. No, he doesn't own land. He doesn't have access to land. He can't. Like, I don't know how he's gonna. He can't even. Like, I maybe Olivia has a little plot outside her house to grow some vegetables. He doesn't maybe know how to do that, right? Like, how's he gonna live? Like, maybe he's gonna have to steal, or maybe he's gonna have to ingratiate himself with Tom and become like you know kind of a person that. Uh, like yeah, do I some think things he's not proud failed. of, right? He's got to do some things he's not <laughs> I, proud I th- of, probably. I mean, but then again, I mean, we don't see the culmination of that scene when Tom busts into Olivia's place and is like, where did they go? How did they do that? Are they witches? You know, we don't see yeah, the end of that scene. We don't know. Well, yeah. I think all, yeah. all we see is Kevin going, she left? And that's the last we see of it. And the next time we see Kevin, it's about three years later. Yeah, you know, judging by the age, the look of Alice, we don't know what's happened in between. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew what he was talking about, you know? Well, we did, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I mean, in my opinion, if I was um, Tom, I would think Kevin seemed to know. Like, he didn't, like, when he said she's gone, he didn't be like, what do you mean she's gone? You know what I mean? Like, he was like why she you know was surprised she left but didn't seem surprised or shocked if that makes sense like like he knew it was coming but i if if i'm honest i think kevin the smartest thing for him to be would be like she was a witch and she had something over me and now that she's gone i felt like he would be better off to like guess what i know he won't but that no because he's not that smart (laughs) kevin is not on his feet I was thinking when Jamie's like, he, like his look on his face kind of gave it away. Kevin does not have a poker face for sure, right? No, <laughs> no not. at all. He has no kind of a poker face, that boy. 
Um, but you're right, Jamie. That would be like, well, oh, yes, thank you. She was a witch, and now she's gone. And I, like, Tom might believe that, right? Uh, like, now I'm free or something. Tom's an idiot. It would end up so, yeah. him in the end, but. Tom's an idiot. Kevin can't think that fast on his feet, I feel like, to come up with anything good, right? Um, right. I mean, the alternative would be to be like, what are you talking about, a witch? There's no such thing as witches. You've been drinking all day. You're, you know, what'd you do to her? Yeah. But Tom's not going to fall for that either. Tom's like, I mean, Tom's not the brightest bulb, but he's not completely going to fall for that. I don't know. Like, you're right. We have no yeah. idea what happened in the maybe I mean, he could years. be like, she's from the, we're from the future. I mean, we don't know. That's why I said, for all we know, he could tell him the truth. We, we just don't know. And maybe he helped her money because he knows the future. Who knows? <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Always tell the truth because nobody ever believes it anyway. Yeah, well, right. You know what? I think people in 1818 would be more likely to believe in time travel than people in, like, 2018, 2022, right? Like, they That's believe in witches. Point. Right? Yeah, like, they might, might believe... Uh, I, I get what you're saying. I, that's what I'm saying. I She's a witch Tom from the like, future. Get the state. Me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I could see Tom being like, if he's from the future, this is useful to me. And, like, maybe he'll forgive him or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I could see it. Happen. I mean, to be fair, um, what's your face there? Uh, Margaret truly believes that Dana is the devil and she bewitched and, and she put a curse on uh, Rufus there. So. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. She does. Mm-hmm. I know, Kevin, as we said, Kevin is not so bright, but, I, like, Kevin, if he's lucky, he could use his knowledge of future events maybe to try, of the future, to try to, I don't know, improve his lot in life. Not exactly like um, Biff with Marty McFly's uh, almanac. You know, no, that was like, selfish. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, um, or uh, Sawyer saying, or Sawyer saying, let's buy Microsoft. But I mean, you know, he, yeah. he has some knowledge. <laughs> he, he has some knowledge. Granted, it's 1818, and the Civil War doesn't start till 1861. But he has some knowledge of his. I mean, maybe I, some history or some some knowledge of modern things. Or I'm even thinking of like, you know, in a, have you ever seen a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court where? And it's been crossing yeah. the movie, and he's like, he knows there's yes. he knows there's an eclipse coming, and he says, I'm going to block out the sun, and they all believe he's a sorcerer or whatever. Or, I mean, he probably knows enough first aid to qualify as a doctor in 1818, just from yeah, if he's ever been a Boy Scout or something. Right? I would qualify as a doctor. I never thought right? about that, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, we probably all right? could. Like when, like when yeah. Rufus breaks his leg, and, and you know, um, and I, Kevin says something like, like, I, the person I bought her, she knows healing. I, I bought her from someone who taught her about healing or whatever he says. Remember, he's saying like, yeah. and, like, and, and then Nigel's father, I forget his name, the guy, the slave who grew up with Thomas children, who was, uh, Celeste's husband. Oh, Luke? Luke. Luke. Like Luke, I think it's Luke who says, well, she did make a sort of a splint for Rufus's leg, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But Dana's not a doctor. Dana, just like you or I, or any of the three of us would be like, oh, you broke your leg. We better try to make a splint. We have no idea what we're doing, but we know more than the doctor from 1818, right? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> just washing your hands like makes you a better doctor than that guy probably. <laughs> I know. They remember that one conversation when he told the doctor he should wash his hands, and he's like, "Nah." <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking I mean, of, that was one of the things I thought was really awful was with Luke. Like, he clearly, as much as the guy was his slave and he was black, Tom sort of almost looked to him, and he still treated him awful. Don't get me wrong, but he almost I felt like looked at him like a friend at times and then he did that to him and got rid of him that was like so awful one of those things that was kind of hard to watch like why well yeah I think that the relationship between Tom Luke made Tom look good because Luke was smart and Luke would do something and Tom would take the credit yeah that's true yeah and Luke was I don't want to say Luke was loyal because like like, slaves were not loyal to their mat. Let's not say that they were loyal. This whole idea of the, of the grateful slave or the loyal slave is a trope that we're not going to put out there. But, but Luke was, had a measure of responsibility and trust from Tom, and Luke wasn't going to, like, screw with that because it created safety for him and, and Nigel and for Celeste and for the people. Like, you could see that Luke really – you can see that burden on him, the burden of having yeah. to, like – go along with Tom in order to protect all the people around him. It's really, yeah. like, until, Luke always until, seems, like, until, really world-weary. He always seems world-weary and sad yeah. to me every time I see him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he does. Yeah. Like, until, until, he lost, until he lost his shit after Celeste died and the baby's hair was yeah. red. Or blonde, yeah. or whatever the hell it's called, Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom's hair is. Yeah. They said blonde. Um, and, and you can see it getting ready to play out again. The way like like Rufus's best friends, his only friends, are Nigel and who's the little girl who doesn't speak? Um, Carrie. Nigel and Carrie are his only friends, right? And like, there's a point where like somebody, maybe a Dana or even like, asks him about his friends, and he says, "I don't have any friends. Daddy sold them all." Right? He makes a comment that yeah. his father has sold all of his friends. Um, and I can I can just see generation generationally the same thing coming that like that look like it turns out that Terry like Dana believes that the ancestor she has to save Carrie and Rufus had a child right and and that's the next ancestor has to be born like I'm sorry but Carrie and Rufus didn't fall in love and have a baby right like where do we think that baby came from like do we think they well fall it's not love, Carrie it turns think, out to be it ter- well, ter- no, it turns and- out that it's – no, it's it's Rufus and um, – Alice. Uh, what's Rufus her name? and Alice. It's Alice, well, it's Alice still right? Explain. I'm sorry, anyway. not Carrie. But it's still say, uh, uh, And you're right. Okay, they say, didn't same they point, didn't though. It's, even if it's Rufus and Alice, well, I don't, we don't think they – Well, we don't, don't, know baby. we don't know that yet. We don't know that. We don't know that yet because Rufus could have – Rufus, you know, could grow up and be like, this is wrong. I mean, they could be – they can move to the north for all we know. You know, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying the, no, the, right. the likelihood is that yeah, Charles Rufus is not. isn't like a good doesn't seem like a good person. You know, I mean, he's a brat, so it would be well. Surprising. He's a, he's abused. He's abused and traumatized. Yeah, it's but, not yeah. 100% his but, fault. Right. Don't get me wrong. He's still but, a brat. I'm just saying I can see but he where also that considers comes from. Them like, to be his friends. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. like like. like Tom 
and Luke grow up, they're friends together, but down, but like Tom grows up to not see Luke as a person, but a possession in cell phone, right. right? And like Rufus is friends with Carrie and Nigel, but 20 years from now, is he going to be friends with him or is he going to be? Well, Tom's raising him to have these terrible ideas, just like every person of, of yeah. those generations were, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Tom and Margaret were raising him to have those ideas. Um, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. He. Um, however, he'd rather. However, he he'd rather have Dana around than his mother. Yeah. He would. He like. Like, there's so much to unpack there, right? Yes, Dana's nicer to him than his mother, but like, like how he even calls Dana in the first place and knows to call her, and like somehow when he's afraid. Like this is, this is, like unconsciously the safety or the savior or the superhero that he calls out for, right? Somehow, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean he is kind of a little brat to his mother. Now his mother is like Margaret is terrible. He's a brat. She's always Dana, like, though, too. I he mean, is. to, well, to a... be fair, like Dana is nice to him, and he still treats her like crap half the time too. Well, he, he, I mean, not yeah, as bad I, as the other people. He at least treats her like a person, but he most of the time. But I mean, he still does not treat her like an equal in any way. Although he does listen to her sometimes when she yells at him, which is he funny. treats her. I, but, I feel like he treats Dana better than he treats his own mother. He does. Yeah, that's but he kind of does in a way. Granted, he she's still awful. treats her like a slave, though. I mean, he still bosses her around and expects her to do what he says, but that's what he's learned. But, again, that doesn't mean that people don't need to think for themselves either, but he is just a kid still, so at least at this well, point. I don't want to say he's an excusable, but he's a kid. He doesn't – it's he's the way he's grown up. He's an extremely spoiled child that every yes. – at, at every turn – Margaret's like, I'll bring you some cake. So and so's taking a cake. I'll bring you some cake. I'll, you know, she, and, and he plays like three <laughs> notes on the piano. The he yeah. plays three notes on the piano, and she's like, "That's awesome. Let's have a con. Let's have a concert." Like she, she overly, yeah. she's so desperate for this child to like her, and she coddles. I mean, yeah. like the things that Tom doesn't like about this child, and Tom is wrong, but but the way his mother is raising him is setting him up for his father to not approve of him, right? Like, he's in a really bad spot, right. this kid, who can't win. Um, right. Because right. he's got two terrible but parents. Speaking of the cake, I wanted to go back to the, the, the part where it made him sick. That was funny. That was the thing I was talking about. That, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That the actors talked about, that they the, uh, wanted to play Dana and Kevin. Thought that, that was really funny, and that we're talking about Ryan giggling and everything. Um that oh, they talked about the puking scene. scene? Yeah. They, I mean, they didn't say what it was because this was before it had aired, but uh, that was what they were referring to. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure that's what that's what I took it as, what they're referring to when they were saying Ryan yeah. couldn't quit giggling and stuff. So it was a funny scene. Yeah, it was kind of gross. It's kind of yeah, well, unnecessary. It was gross, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It was funny, it, uh, and then, I mean, it was kind of funny, and then, like, I mean, it was even, then they, like, give you this punch where it turns, it's, like, deadly serious, like, she's, like, like, she's poisoned the cake to make them get rid of Winnie, 
because Sarah yeah. needs to continue to be the cook so she can protect her own daughter, right? Like, without a position in the house, Sarah could be sold, yeah. right? right? And, you know, like it, the it's funny, thing. and then it's crazy. Right, right. No, you're and totally right. Somebody's talking. Your mom has an opinion? Is that AJ? Is that Alyssa? It might be Alyssa. I don't know. It's not here. But I was going to say, that's the other thing that I thought was really kind of rough is like that Dana, I mean, Sarah doesn't like Dana, but Dana got her kids to stay, and yet she treats Dana awful, and she basically saved her daughter, and that's like really, that was harsh. Okay. Okay. It's Dana's fault that they all couldn't eat for a day, you know, and and all that. Like, Dana has caused a lot of trouble. Like, Sarah is not wrong. That is true. But she kept her daughter from being sold, which is kind of like a big thing, in my opinion. And she seemed like that didn't matter to her. I don't know. That's how I felt. I think it doesn't. I think think maybe she's not ungrateful, but she knows there's only trouble to come with Dana. Dana's got to go. Sarah's not wrong to want Dana out of there. No, you're right. Dana's got to go, right? Dana's caused nothing but trouble since she showed up, and she did this one good thing, but she's still got to go, right? Yeah, but she doesn't seem to, I don't know, you would think that she'd at least see she's trying to help, even if she's doing it in the wrong way. But yeah, I agree with you. It's not a good thing for them. Yeah. All right. She's trying to help. She's just not going about it in the right way. And she thinks she knows more than everybody, and you know... She's trying to change history, and she can't, <laughs> you know, or if yeah. she does, it could screw things up. So I'm surprised some of it she's even trying. But I guess at the same time, if you were there, could you let certain things happen and not try to stop it, you know? I mean, I think most people, unless you're like the doctor and you have, you know, you know that you have to follow the time rules or whatever, I would think probably a lot of people would try to change things right. just because, you couldn't just sit by, you know. So I can kind of understand that. Yeah, I I think that. But she makes it worse a lot of times. Is the problem? I mean, <clears throat> circling back to what we said before, she's thinking too big. Like when Octavia says you should yeah. be doing more to help people, not Octavia, Olivia. Olivia. Olivia means like help a person. <clears throat> she doesn't mean like try to change the course of history, right? Right. Like like help someone do something you're not gonna like like uh, what does Dana even mean when she says we have to save them all there's like probably uh, you know like 50 people we've seen on that plantation right um uh uh anyway I I have to say I thought the whole I, I really enjoyed it I thought the whole thing was great like I I really don't have too many quibbles like this whole thing about like how old is Olivia how long has she been there like, okay, let's not pull that thread. It'll fall apart. Yeah, that's what I um, I can get over that. Well, but it might, be, it it might be explained to us eventually, too. You're right. It might. Um, it might be. Um, but I think it was great. Every single person I've told to watch it has been like, holy cow, that's great. I love that show. Um, and I hope it. I hope it does well. Me, too. Yeah, it doesn't come so, back very mad. <laughs> and no one in your house watched it, AJ, huh? No, just me. Huh. 
that's interesting because I feel like people in your house are interested in um, in. Uh, well, Ar- Artie has a girlfriend, kind of so he doesn't watch much anymore. Artie has a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I feel so He's old. I feel so yeah, old. Right. Since we all knew each other before you had a kid, and now he has a girlfriend. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, so I know that some people, some, some, not some people, some critics thought this season was maybe a little bit uneven. I think some people thought it should have moved faster in certain places. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't feel like it dragged, yeah. and I, I don't feel like too much time was spent um, on, on like, time back in 1815 and 1818 or whatever. Um, I, I, thought, I thought that, for me, the pacing was fine. Um, and I think the blending, doing a time travel show about slavery uh, certainly – is a risky pitch, except like the source material is, uh, is Octavia Butler. Like I haven't read the book, but I mean, she, like she's a legend for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I, I, I didn't think it dragged. Um, I became invested in the people in the past, except maybe Rufus. Like I don't really feel invested in Rufus because we don't really know him. He's like a little bit of just a, caricature. He's the whiny little boy. He's a MacGuffin. He kind of is. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he could be a magic for, for now, rock that called her back in time, right? For now he is, yeah. <laughs> um, magic rock. Yeah. Um, magic ring. My precious. Um, Alright. Yeah. Alright. So I have a question. So, yes? Um, Quantum Leap is back on Monday. Okay. But that's it. Unless there's something I'm not thinking of. Um, uh, which is uh, Mayfair. Um, yeah, that starts. Wait, I have the date written down. I think it starts after. Mayfair starts the eighth. Yeah, that'll be the following yeah, week. Yeah, holy clear. That's the following week. So maybe we should maybe we should skip next week's podcast and that's, that's pick what up I'm getting at. Unless, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, unless, there's, so. unless there's something else that we're covering that I'm not thinking of that's coming back. Oh, then there's oh, you know what else might be coming back soon? Uh, I think. Hold on, let me Google. What's that? Um, Snowpiercer. I feel no, like that's I don't this month think too. That soon, but I haven't really looked. I feel like that's this month too, though. I could be wrong. Let me see. That's going to be the end of. No, it just says twenty. It doesn't have a specific. It it just says twenty twenty three. I don't have a specific. So yeah, specific. Yeah, I think we probably yeah. should just wait, and then we can do two quantum leaps. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. There's no reason that no reason we can't double up on quantum leap. Well, it's not like they're you know mythology, that mythology heavy that we can't. Right. So. Yeah, there's all a right. bunch well, of stuff want... back on like. Yeah. Yeah. I was it all say, I know, Karen. Really I know until... you didn't see it yet, but. I mean, did we want to talk? You sound like you don't necessarily – are you still going to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy? 
you know what? I had watched I watched um most of it before this episode before we talked and I just let it run while we were talking about uh uh, his dark material. So, uh, and, and look, the whole last ten minutes is really just like you know, Kevin Bacon singing and like a bunch of jokes and everybody um, being like, "Yay, Christmas!" But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just a fun little adventure. I, I, I gotta say, if I'd known the band were the old 97s, I would have watched this the minute it dropped. The old 97s are like my favorite band and I actually have tickets to see. Really? So the band, yeah, the aliens, the aliens who, know you know, that. sing back up. Um, yeah, no, I know who they are. Yeah, they're, they're like my favorite I band and I actually have tickets to see Rhett Miller next month in DC. I've seen, I've seen the old 97s a, like a ton of times and I've seen Rhett Miller solo a ton of times. Um, I thought, um, the actor looked familiar, but maybe it was a singer then and not really who I thought it was. Or was playing the singer, one or the other. Uh, that's Sean. Uh, Sean Gunn wrote the Sean Gunn? Is that I mean? He wrote the song. Um, James Gunn. James Gunn. James <laughs> yeah, Gunn. James Gunn. But no, I meant yeah. the guy singing. Um, he looks like this... Um, Oh, I don't know. But it may not have been the person really singing. It sounded like him, but I don't know. The one actor, like the lead singer of the aliens that were there, looked like a, an actor that I recognized. But I could be co- completely not even be who I thought it was, so I don't know. Um, but that being said, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, what I'd like to know, the one thing that I kind of questioned is, at first when I watched it, I thought, well, maybe they didn't have like a big budget for this. But I have to think that they probably filmed this in between making the movies. Um, so is, my question is, is, is the thing with Groot supposed to more just be to make it silly? That he looks like, the, well, I don't know if it's really Vin Diesel in there, but looks like a guy in a costume in this one when every other time he hasn't. Because some of the other effects were a little, a little cheesy too, but yet at the same time other ones were done really well. So it was hard to tell. Um, um, to answer that question, they weren't. Or they, they, it wasn't filmed anywhere near any of the movies. Actually, like Guardians Two came out what? God, like eight years ago, maybe. And Guardians Three, like this. Let's put it this way: this was filmed and ready to be aired um, before this. This was the, like the first quote unquote. Marvel special presentation, which ended up being Werewolf by Night. This was filmed and done before Werewolf by Night. Like, this was done years ago, but this was done during COVID. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Well, that's why I didn't know if it was filmed way back when they were doing that or what. Yeah. Because they already have gone Yeah, they weren't filmed during the movie. But, I mean, it it wasn't ever supposed to be anything grand. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just silly you know it's just a fun little right but that's holiday what I, meant. I just didn't know if it was done to be silly or and what they, and they made um uh what's his face obviously looks good that's why i was like it must be on purpose um <laughs> i can't think of his name the raccoon who is in a raccoon? Oh, rocket just a raccoon yeah, yeah a rocket he looks yeah good. you gotta remember yeah, Groot. Like, you gotta remember Groot is Groot is growing you know i mean the last time we saw Groot, he was a teenager and now he's like 20-something, you know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah. it was funny. It was cute, but it yeah. was funny. 
I don't know. I liked cute. it. I liked all the yeah. Mada stuff. I, I thought it was just a, a cute Christmas. It was funny. I liked the Kevin Bacon stuff too, even though it wasn't. Serious. I was just gonna say, and Kevin but, Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon is Marvel canon. <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I love the I, fact um, that Kira Sedgwick was actually the one calling him on the phone, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a, I mean, she's really, you know, I mean, uh, Kevin Bacon certainly was really um, uh, game to do this, right? Um, it's like yeah, he's totally, yeah, I, mean, I, I read a lot article. of fun. Oh, yeah, I read an article um, after it aired that he, um, when Kevin Feige actually first contacted him about it, he uh, he goes, I don't know what your plans are, but I'm in. And then after Gunn wrote the script, he was like, I'm playing myself? <laughs> like, he had no idea when he agreed to do it that he was, that he was going to be playing a meta version of himself. Yeah, he probably wanted to be, a, you know, some kind of superhero or something that he became himself. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he's friends with, I think Kevin Bacon is friends with James Gunn, and he is friends with, with Rhett Miller and the old 97s. Um, yeah. Which that song they sing at the end is an old 97 song that's on, the, they have a Christmas album from a few years ago. That So the first song they sing was written by James Gunn for the movie, for the show. The, right. the song they sing at the end is an old 97 and, song. Um, you know, I just realized it because I'm looking at the cast list. The one who plays Craiglin's name is Sean Gunn. Is he related to him? Yeah, it's his brother. Oh, okay. Cool. I just yeah. was curious. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I thought the whole, um, I I thought the whole soundtrack is really good. I mean, there's the song, you know, the the, the opening song, James Gunn wrote it, Old 97's wrote the music for it, or Rhett, Rhett helped him write it. Um, and then there's yeah, the Old 97 song. Um, yes, the soundtrack is available on Amazon. Um, but there's all these great old songs, like the Pogues are on it, right? And um, the Wombats are on it. Uh, there's that um, Fountains of Wayne song about I Want an Alien, that one, right? Like it's all these For great Christmas, like, alternative yeah. rock. The Waitress's song is in it. Um, it's a really good, um, uh, it's a really good uh, soundtrack, I think. Um, it was fun. It was a fun little, I mean, so there's nothing to this story to really talk about. I mean, it was kind of cool, I guess. Like, I didn't expect that Drax and Mantis were going to be, like, the main characters, right? Chris Pratt's barely in it. Um, it's really a Mantis and, and uh, Drax story, which is kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're the best two to send to Earth because they're so... Um, they're so bad at interacting with other people yeah. um, and each other, yeah. right? And they're so deadpan. So, I mean, it was kind of fun to, to you know, see them when they get to Hollywood. It was all kind of fun. And when they realized, they're like, wait a minute, Kevin Gun- wait, Kevin Bacon, you're an actor? You've never actually done anything? And then there's all these, like, asides where, like, tons of the kids are always dissing actors, right? And even at the end, mm-hmm. Electra, Electra, what's her name, the blue one, Karen Gillan? Nebula. Uh, Nebula. Nebula. Nebula says, like, I guess maybe all actors aren't complete films or <laughs> yeah. losers or something, she says, right? Like, like it's, it's, I love the ongoing joke of, like, dissing actors. I love how but people they're think all actors. they're 
how the people that are Avengers fans are like taking pictures with them, not knowing they're really like connected. They don't know who they are, but they think they're important, I guess. And, or they think they're in cosplay, one or the other, and they're like taking pictures. That's funny yeah. too. Yeah. 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 It was fun. I thought it was I thought it was like a really fun little. These little one-off kind of things are kind of kind of fun. They're just fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it was. Uh, and I like that it didn't have. I mean, it didn't have much of a story to it, but that's fine. I mean. Like, a, a little Christmas special shouldn't really have a story beyond, like, no. yeah, to, let's try to save yeah. Christmas for, for Star-Lord. Um, uh, Disney's doing kind of a good job. Well, there's only been two. There's the Halloween special and the Christmas special. So two so far. Um, there was what? There was the Halloween special. There was Werewolf by Night, the Halloween special. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Galaxy. No. I've only had two holiday specials. Um, so they're both working out. They both did a good job. We'll see, you know, what Disney does with this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and I like, hey, I, I didn't even mind. In the beginning, I was like, a talking dog, the talking dog is so dumb. But by the end, I kind of like, you know, Cosmo oh, that's fun. That, Cosmo's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> Shot yeah, Cosmo. I could believe Cos, Cosmo's from, Cosmo's from the comics. Yeah, I kind of. Cosmo's from the comics. They add Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Um. Uh. So yeah, good little show. I don't know if there's a ton more to say about it, huh? No, I think that's right. it for this week. Yeah. All right. That be it. All right, so I'm All glad right. we're not having a podcast on the second because I got to work on New Year's Day. Um, oh, that's last nice. Last Bye. football game of the season, my Ravens are playing Jamie Steelers. Not that I can Jamie watches a lot of Steelers, but, you know, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> it's like the, it's a big game. watch it. <laughs> big game. It's a big game. Yeah. Um, big rivalry there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll be back. So that puts us back on the ninth, right? Yeah. Join us, tenth. everyone. Join us for the next episode on the ninth of January, no, 2023. The 10th? <laughs> She's like, no, the, yeah, the 10th. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. It'll be the third. So we'll be back on the 10th. Instead of the third, yeah. the third, be back on the 10th. Okay. Great. Well, you yep. guys have a happy new year. You too. You too. And, and we'll, and we'll talk crazy. to you next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to you guys next year. 2023, wow. Yeah, geez. <laughs> known you guys for almost yeah. 20 years. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. It makes you feel really old. Time flies. Yeah. I just like to say, just, I was saying earlier today that like people that are like in their twenties weren't even were only born in this you know century like they weren't even born before two thousand now. You know, oh my god, we're from another century. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy, oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's like I I was reading this one meme about um 
this kid, little kid says to his mother something about being in the night, born in the 1900s. And she's like, stop saying it like that. I was born in 1980. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of creepy. Like when you think about it like that going, you know, cause we're in the two thousands now and it's like, you were born in the 1900s and it sounds really old, but that could have been 1999. It's still the 1900s. It's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they yeah. still, kids still look at it that way. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. I feel real old now. Thanks for that. <laughs> I still remember when they got cell phones and CDs. And Karen, Karen, we're only, we're only as old as we feel. Yeah. Of some days I feel older than others. <laughs> yeah. Is this right? Yeah. Mm. So. so, all right. All right. All right. Well, see you next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Good night. Talk about, Good night, everybody. See, uh, oh, wait. What's the Avatar what? on Friday? No, I was just going to say I am oh. going to see Avatar on Friday. I don't know if you guys care. I want to see it for the effects. So, I don't know whether it's right. good or not. But I want to see the effects. I look forward to your <laughs> report. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Have a good night. Bye, you guys. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a safe and happy new year, and we'll talk to you next year. Good night. Yep. Bye-bye. Good night.